And good afternoon and welcome to the latest edition of Lunchtime Learnings. I'm delighted to be joined today by David Hardy, who is the co-owner of David Hardy Estate Agents, which has only been going a mere 31 years, so not very long. So welcome this afternoon. Is the sun shining in Wales? Uh, no, and it's absolutely throwing it down. So uh, I'm here in my little bunker in the, in the attic. And uh, yeah, I'm cosy. Well, welcome and thanks very much for coming on. Um, I'm really, really grateful. So tell us, you've had a very distinguished career. Career. You're going to share loads of knowledge and wisdom. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, how did you get into agency in the first place? Oh, it was, um, I think a lot of lot of people, um, they, I started doing my A-levels and uh, I got bored with it. Um, I had an uncle who always wanted to be, be a rural estate surveyor and uh, he persuaded me to go for an interview at the age of 16 uh, okay. and I got a job, first job, three pounds a week. Um, I'm going back to 1967, 68, something like that. And um, yeah, then went to college in Sheffield after two years, having passed my, it, then it was chartered auctioneers and estate agents and they, they merged with the RICS. So I'm a bit of a pretend child surveyor, really. Um, but uh, I went to Sheffield for three, two, three years. I had a really good time there. Uh, enjoyed myself too much. Um, probably got my finals on the fourth attempt, I think, because I was doing too much uh, sport and other things that you do recreational. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I just went from there to Nottingham, Chesterfield, Got a job back in Wales in uh, Northwest Wales as an area state surveyor for the Welsh Development Agency, and then eight, 1982 I started on my own, joined another practice. We sold out to the Pru, um, and then um, Reese Rains took that over when the Pru pulled out, and then I started again on my own with Richard, who was my article pupil when in in 1982. So it was a came full circle really. So Richard and I've been partners for 30 plus years now. Um, yeah, and we just got on basically. Fantastic. So obviously a lot's happened, a lot of change in those 31 years that you've been um, established. What have been the main changes that you have seen over the years? I think one thing that definitely hasn't changed is sales progression. Um, but apart from that, um, <laughs> it's a convincing in... process. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe, <laughs> I'll, I'll, maybe I'll ask you what we can learn from that and what can improve. Yeah, funny enough, I was only talking to one of the uh, negotiators and asked him, uh, do you know what a hot box was? And he just looked at me stupidly. And uh, But, but uh, I think there was merit in those little uh, hot boxes, but they, that can be interpreted as, as different things. But uh, I think the when we started in 1992, Richard had this bright idea of maybe doing a plan of the house and putting it on one of the sales particulars. And we got a little software package, floor plan 3D, something like that. And every property we did a floor plan on in 1992, 93. That's when we started doing them. And we uh, we were asked, actually quoted in the, uh, not that I have the, follow the paper, but Mail on Sunday or Daily Mail, I think, as being one of the most innovative estate agents uh, for using this. And we used to put the floor plans on the, in the newspapers that in those days with the bullet points by the side of it and uh that made us stand out really yeah okay so i love that so innovation 
Where did that come from? You know, you were way ahead of your game then. Yeah, I think we've always been a company, uh, Richard and I. We've always looked forward. We've always looked for the next new idea because, as you know, that you know, you stand still, then you die, don't you? And um, so we've always been looking for those things that can make us a bit better communication-wise. Um, we were upgrading our computers all the time. We were putting new software in. Um, and but the, but the one thing that hasn't changed all, all the way through that is the the people you employ, isn't it? And they really are um, the people who are the success of the company, really. A hundred percent. And I just want to speak to you about a couple of the things that you said there. So again, you know, you're always looking for new ideas. If you're happy to share, where do you go and find these ideas from? So I, I know you're um, a member of RAN. I know you're a member of uh, Property Mark. I know you're a member of Property Academy as well. Yeah. Three organisations. So I'm sure you get loads of ideas from there. But where are you constantly looking for them? I think I'm looking at, at other industries um, and how other industries are adopting software different approaches um, to doing different things those industries obviously in the service sector um, and learning from those really um, and you're never too old to learn are you and um, i feel that i'm learning every day still am and whilst um, i'm not implementing it as, as much i can share that with my uh, staff and other directors um, we've got a really good um, md mike tanner who's very innovative and very switched on. And um, so it's, it's doing that really. And just thinking outside the box and just saying, how would that be integrated into an estate agency world? Fantastic. Um, I love uh, any particular out of the industry that you look at. Any, any people in the industry or the no, sort no, of- no, Outside the industry. Outside the industry, I'm always looking at the, the leisure sector, uh, the catering sector, because that is very, very heavily influenced uh, by customer service. Um, my son has, has a, a pub stroke hotel, and uh, I'm always criticising him, which really does uh, annoy him. But uh, I always think you can always do better. And um, and it, and it is one of those, you know. That, so I look at the, that ledger industry and I look at, at um, the tourism sector again, um, especially here in, in Wales, where it's we're very heavily dependent on tourism. There's some great ideas here, great innovations, great apps um, that, that one can share. Um, and, um, and obviously you've got things like AI coming in now, haven't we, which is supposed to make the job better. Um, but uh, you still have to oversee that, don't you? It's not a instead of, it's an addition to service. And like, I can remember when we brought out the sales particulars and we put, we, we decided, look, we'll, we'll give the client floor plans and we'll put bullet points in them and the tenure and everything like that. But uh, let's drop the fact that we, we name all the PowerPoints in the lounge and where the TV point is and everything like that. And back on me, the, the clients just come back and say, where's our PowerPoints? You've not mentioned our radiator in the hall, etc." So we had to add that. So you, you can't do instead of, you've got to, you've got to add it on um, as a service. Good. So you chatted about AI. Yeah. Um, is that something that you've already integrated into the agency? 
we've we've not we have in, in certain sections um, where we do um, descriptions of various villages and towns which we share on our social media is where the amenities are so we use it in that extent we haven't really taken it into our sales particulars as such at the moment because you, with the with the f key buttons on the computer you can cut and paste them whatever on, on directions and so on and so forth but i can see that there will be more use out of it but i'm not sure which direction it will go in um and i think that you know innovation is great but you have to you have to measure what the the consequences of it are and that you have to follow it through in a way. So you have an idea and you, you, want, you want to do it, but you have to see, right, how is this going to affect the company? How is this going to affect the service? And in some instances, it, it may not uh, be to the benefit uh, of the client. And to the, even though that you as an estate agent, every other estate agent thinks it, it's, it's the, the thing to do, um, the client at the end of the day goes, do you know what? So what? It's not, it's not of use to me. So you talked about people and people being key. So how do you attract key people into your business and how do you manage to keep them? Well, that, that's that's always difficult, isn't it? That's um, that's really difficult. How, how do we attract people? We don't seem to have any problems attracting people into our business, um, which is a good thing. But what we have learned over the years is that not all people are suited to our business. And if, if they haven't got those basic characteristics um, of um, a certain level of intelligence, a certain level of um, work ethic, um, certainly passion. If they haven't got passion, then um, there's, there's nothing driving them forward because this, as you know, it's not a nine to five job, is it? And that. And you can never you can never make people you can never train people to have those basic characteristics. And you know, as a trainer as well as uh, anyone else, that but they've either got it or they ain't got it. Once if they have those characteristics, then you can train them to become a very good estate agent. Uh, there is no doubt about that. But they have to have that that commonality of uh, work ethic to me and, and passion. I have three three P's. Um, that I, I, I quote endlessly, and, and it's people, process, because you have to have the process enabled to do it, um, and the passion, and you've got to have that passion um, in this way. And I still have it today. Um, after all this time, I've been in this business about 50, 55 years now, but I still have the passion to, to do it better than I did it yesterday. Where's that come from, David? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's just I had the same outlook um, as I have the as I have in my social life, and um, and and that's a very busy one. Um, and I do various things. I'm president of the rugby club. I'm on the RAF run committee. Um, I'm a trustee with a ho local hospice here um, as chair of the income generation committee, generating committee, um, and. I'm just I'm just that sort of person, I suppose. And I, I just love new ideas, new innovations. I love working with staff. I get so much, much, much of a buzz these days from seeing other people doing well, um, seeing my kids do well, um, and getting a real, real buzz. And I'm sure your three boys, how, how are they? Anyway, are they doing okay? 
they're doing well yeah they're all good yeah. kids so, um, yeah. I'm, I'm very proud and i know i was saying to them last night actually came back from training 18 agents yesterday that um and the conversations we were having and i had an unsolicited message from joel's just gone to do some work some social media content yeah. and i got a lovely lovely message from the sales director just to yeah. say what an incredible job he's done in the wow. five six weeks that he's been there which is absolutely yeah. fantastic and you know what sam would be incredibly proud of yeah. all of them for what they're doing yeah. absolutely fantastic so yeah. um she yeah. brought them up incredibly well incredible yeah, you get a real buzz from it don't you um i, yeah. I certainly do and um how's the how's this cooking which one's the one that cooked the uh oh, i'm doing a lot of the cooking these days <laughs> i started to do a bit more cooking actually but yeah joel's cooking is exceptional it's really really good so enough right. about me my audience <laughs> doesn't hear about me they want to learn from you so good sidetracking there love it yeah <laughs> so look um, you talked a lot there about all your local community work, um, which is fantastic that you do so much. And I also know you do a lot of mentoring as well. Um, yeah. Thank you, because I know you're involved in Agents Together and you mentor um, people there. So what do you see the benefits and the reasons why? Um, either one, to be a mentor, and yeah. two, um, people should um, be a mentee and get the benefit from it. Yeah, I, th I think being a mentor, I love being a mentor and I do it not just for agents uh, together, but I do it for um, Business Wales as well. So I, I come into contact with people in different uh, lines of work. Um, I worked on um, someone who had a, um, a garden nursery, for example, um, and they were brilliant. I've worked with other people and mentoring to me is being able to, it's not a, you must do this, or you, why don't you do it? It's, it's a, it's a cajoling, isn't it? It's a suggesting. It's, it's a very fine line between that mentoring and coaching. Um, and it's the suggestions more than anything else. And the third per person thing of, well, this person did it this way and they found that it worked. And therefore I think that it may work for you. Um, and it's, um, it's very rewarding um, only, only from the fact that uh, the thanks that you're given and that they acknowledge um, that your um, imparting of, of your wisdom and, and knowledge um, has been beneficial to them, which allows them to move forward, really. 100%. So coming back on something you said earlier, implementation and accountability mm. and, people, and people taking action. So... I hear a lot from people that they get very frustrated. They have all these fantastic ideas. Um, they um, want to action them, yeah. but they struggle. And the one that um, frequent answer is we don't have time. So mm. how do you, how, one, how do you get people to take action and implement it? Because the very best agents in this business do. They make things happen. Even if it goes wrong, at least they try and implement it. Um, so, again, what suggestions, advice would you give to people about taking action and implementing? Well, the, the um, and I have to admit this, um, and, um, you know, I I follow all you guys, yourselves, Julia Dell, you know, uh, Property Academy and um, Claire Yates and so on. But the, the one weakness that I personally have is the implementation. 
which is the key to it all, isn't it? Because you're just wasting resource if you don't implement it. But you have to be very selective on what you implement and what you don't implement because it may not be right for your company and not right for the personnel. I think how you, you make people implement it is that, again, your people have got to buy into it because if they, can't, if they don't buy into it and if they don't agree or they don't see the benefits of it, then uh, it's a struggle. It's a, it's a total struggle. And I think that that's one of the, the, the biggest challenges, I think, is from the implementation side of it, that, um, as, as you mentioned earlier, I'm in uh, um, Property Academy, and we've got a cohort of about 11, 12 of the most fantastic agents in there, and we're all friends and um, too, too friendly, to be honest. We have too much of a good time, and I know you do very similar things. Um, but the the sort of stuff that you get from those meetings is, is unbelievable. It's like golden nuggets, aren't they? Um, and for every meeting, you're going to get one or two of them. And um, but the, but the difficulty is is that is asking people or trying to cajole them into implementing something which they don't quite understand or they don't quite agree with. So how do you get that buy-in? I think you've got to do it by by example. Um, you've got to show people what other other companies are doing. And this is what's nice about the cohort that we have. They're, they're willing to share their knowledge and what they, what's worked for them, what's not worked for them. So that's a big buy-in in, um, in, in showing people, look, this company, there's no reason why we can't do it. There are very similar companies to us, then, then we should do it. And then it's to get that enthusiasm, isn't it? And it's got to be done from the top down. Um, it can't come from anywhere else, really. And, um, and relocation agent network is a, is, is a case in point um, that if it's not driven from the top, then no one else is going to implement it. 100%. And actually, thank you so much for your honesty, because I know there's going to be a lot of people watching this or listening to it to think, yeah, everybody implements stuff and everybody takes action. And I think it's actually refreshing for somebody to say, you know what, I'm not good at it. Yeah, that's why I delegate everything, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I implemented all the stuff that I've learned from yourself, from Peter Knight, whatever, my God, I'd, I'd be a multi-millionaire by now. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's a difficult call. The implementation part of it. It's Thank you. So um, we've got Gareth Southgate, aka Richard Taylor, um, watching. So, hi, Gareth. Thanks very much. Um, a little hello to both of you. Thank you for the conversation. So, thank you, Richard, Gareth, um, for joining in today. I hope you have a good game against Australia. I'm not sure David um, wishes you to have a good game against Australia because I'm not sure who Wales are playing this week. So, we will well, see. Um, we're playing in the finals, in the quarterfinals against uh, rugby-wise Argentina. Okay, I, I, mean, I forgot. You don't like football. It's, a, it's, it's other ball you like. Anyway, you talked about three Ps. So people, process, and passion. Mm. So we've talked about people. We've talked about passion. Let's talk about process. Mm. So um, how do you constantly strive to improve your process? Well, it, it, it's one of those, isn't it, that you start off with a process and obviously you see amazing everything. They will give you a certain process in your, in your, in your software. Um, but 
the process is is highlighted by the um, the complaints or the um, negative comments that you get because certain things haven't happened or have happened. Um, and if you analyze those, then that will allow you then to improve your process by putting in that extra step um, in order to um, avoid um, the confrontation or whatever. And I think that that's how it is um, tweaked, I suppose, the, the, the process of it. Every, everyone has a basic process, but it, to me, it's, it's the framework, isn't it? It's the framework on how we can do it. It's the framework of how every office should do. Um, and it's then what is the quality of the process then and and analyzing it after and saying right okay yeah this has worked or this hasn't worked but what can we make to improve this process and by that you then come to improve your customer service you come to improve your listings and so on and so forth um, and your rental management uh, property management and um yeah, you, you can't you can't do anything without process. Otherwise, it's a scattergun approach, isn't it? And um, we know what, what happens with that. Um, the market's very different and has changed. And I'm sure you've been and experienced different markets like this over your few years. Um, mm. What tips advice can you give to people that? And actually, you mentioned the word earlier, communication. And I'm having a lot of conversations with agents that are really struggling to have communication with their sellers um, and having these fierce conversations. What advice can you give to people um, to help them, please? I, I, I think, especially in this market, you've got to keep talking to your clients um, and you've got to keep talking to them on a regular basis. And in order for that conversation to be an interesting conversation, you have to have um, good underpinning knowledge of what your industry is about. Um, I'm constantly um, asking my staff to read outside of the agency world and look at the bigger picture, which is what we as the leaders should be doing anyway. But you try and ask your managers to do that as well. Obviously, they've got to concentrate on their office, but they have to look at the bigger picture and that they have to communicate with their, their clients on a regular basis. And by the knowledge that they gain from learning from outside, they can impart that to the client. And it makes their client um, perhaps more comfortable with thinking, well, this person knows what they're talking about. And it's not just doing the same sort of, um, drill every day, every week, telling me what, what's going on, what's not going on. So I think that's really important. Um, and I think you've got to work hard. And, you know, the harder you work, the more luck you're going to get. And I can, I can remember when we start, first started, you were working from 7 to 11 o'clock at night. You weren't taking any lunch or anything like that. Um, you were doing networking and playing sports and so on and so forth. And I think that you know, you, you've got to work hard. It's hard work, um, but, but it's so enjoyable as well at the same time. And this is where the passion comes in. Um, and it's not like work, is it? It's it's just, it's part of your life, really. That's probably why I haven't retired because, you know, I'm, you know at 70, I should be retiring, but I, I don't. Um, and I, I just feel that, yeah, I can carry on for a couple more years, maybe. Yeah. 
That's good. So you've talked a lot about various people that help you and you're constantly learning and every day for you is a learning day. Mm. Apart from the people that you've mentioned, um, yeah. is there anything people that you recommend that should be following, books that should um, be read that have helped you? I think um, I, I read a lot of autobiographies. Um, and be a man you supporter on heart. I really enjoyed the leadership one with uh, Alex Ferguson. Um, yeah. and I think there's a lot of stuff that you can get from sport as, as you play your, your sort of, is it called walking football, is it? Uh, yes, jogging. I got four goals. Thank you. Well done, well done. I thought I'd give, I'd give you the in, uh, in on that. Um, and I <laughs> think that you, you can learn a lot, can't you, from these guys. Um, Semi Ballesteros was uh, one of my heroes in, in how he conducted himself and what a brilliant golfer he was. Um, and he, I go to the gym twice a week and on the wall in the gym, there's some various words there, you know, things like stamina, endurance, speed, balance, flexibility and all this sort of stuff, which is, which is aligned to the work you do in the gym. But all those words can be I like to estate agency because you have to have all those sort of different things uh, in, in your sort of armory in order to be able to do that. And um, so people in sport have been a, a big influence. Um, Red Gray, for example, um, again. And it's, but the thing that what is common with all of them is they all have drive, don't they? They all have drive, that they all have this passion. They all want to do well. And should we we don't go into business just to be mediocre do we we go into business to really do well you know right you know the guy who says oh, i just want a mediocre business and you know i'll just take over well that guy is not gonna that person is not gonna survive are they you, you have to keep driving it well you've been a fantastic guest i'm incredible i'm incredibly grateful for your time i love your passion i love your energy and there's no way you're retiring in two years. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But do you like the shirt? Do you like the shirt? I love, you. I lo I love your shirt. <laughs> I, won't say, I won't say I've seen it before, but it look, you're looking good. <laughs> Stephen, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, you are a uh, great, great trainer. That is very kind of you. I'm just going to stop it there and just play that last pit. Nothing else. <laughs> so, everybody thank you so much for um watching for listening please like it share it um review it um daffid if anybody wants to get hold of you how do they find you uh they, they just got to go on social media they'll find me everywhere and uh yeah just ring the office and the office will give you my mobile number how are you gonna say find my shirt and that's it <laughs> brilliant thank you everybody have a wonderful right. afternoon bye all, right. all the best Stephen. bye bye who will <laughs>